Uh, Q Queen. Bicycle, bicycle, bicycle. I want to ride my Yep, you know me, you know I love bicycles. And I'll tell you what, I have loved that song since I was a kid. Now, I did not own a car until I was 33 years old. That's right, went completely carless, basically up until my early adult life. And then somewhere in there, maybe when I was 27, I rode my bicycle one-handed from Seattle to Chicago My very first podcast is telling that story in front of a bunch of people at Story Story Night here in Boise, Idaho, so definitely check out that podcast. And uh, yeah, that took me 67 days. I went solo. That was incredible. And just a little more info, I ran a bicycling publication in Boise here uh, back in 2000 to 2002. It was called Spoke in Word. Spoke, apostrophe N, apostrophe word. And I started that publication because my roommate at the time and my good friend got hit head on, got hit head on by a car in the north end of Boise, Idaho. And yeah, he broke his neck. He came out okay, but you know, it was pretty tragic for me as a devoted bicyclist. And then of course for him. And then days after it happened, after, you know, I went to see him in the hospital and all that, I was hanging out with my good friend, Billy B. Now, if you're old school B-Town, Boise, Idaho, you know who I'm talking about. Billy B, who used to work over at the co-op, and Lee Mercer. We were all just hanging out, talking about what happened, and Billy B said, you know what we need? We need, like, a grassroots bicycling publication in Boise, Idaho. And lo and behold, (laughs) three days later, I'm coming out with my first, like, layout, you know. It didn't take that long. And later, I was talking to Billy about it. I told him I was inspired by him. And he's like, yeah, wow, Alejandro, I said we needed a bicycling publication. And you came out with a bicycling publication. Wow. Wow. And then Lee Mercer, my good friend who's part of this story, uh did all the editing for it because he was a writer. His whole thing was, as a writer, he was always looking for the perfect sentence. And he would edit He would edit spoken word. And I even had a cartoonist, this girl named Lisa. She would do cartoons called Chicken and Fries with a bicycling overtone. <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you what. It was a pretty cool publication. I ran it for two years, and people in Boise loved it. It was all about progress, sustainability, safety, and awareness. And it was all grassroots. I did everything on bicycle. I had a team of bicyclists delivering the publications. And you know what? It was the bomb. And then I opened up my martial arts school and all that started to kind of vaporize. Yeah, I haven't done anything like that in quite some time. 
but I still love it. And I'm bringing all this up because I've been getting back on the bicycle. It's taken me quite some time, quite some time. And <laughs> this podcast is called I Want to Ride My Bicycle, podcast number 176. And I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what, uh, way back in the day, once I got my martial arts school, uh, my coworker Merlin died, my very good friend and coworker died, and he willed me his 1987 Isuzu Trooper. He willed it to me. I was bequeathed his car. And he said I kind of needed one before he died because now I have a business and I'm going to need to be driving people around. I think I still rode my bicycle for a couple years after that, but then eventually I just started driving a lot. And then, you know, probably four years into my martial arts school, and this is after I, I stopped spoken word, um, my good friend Lee Mercer, who used to edit spoken word, died on his bicycle. He was a deep mountain biker, and there were a bunch of people out in the backcountry all just mountain biking, and they stopped at this precipice to look at this beautiful view, and Lee had a heart attack, and he died. So I heard about it a couple days later because someone that lived a few houses down from me who I knew well knew Lee, and they were, you know, getting rid of a lot of his stuff and selling his stuff um, to pay off some of his debt, you know. I was, I was slightly devastated, slightly devastated, and... She wanted me to buy Lee Mercer's bike, a 1995 Schwinn FSR, full suspension ride with XTR equipment. You know, back in 95, 98, that was just the slamming ride, valued at probably $4,000. I gave her what I could, which was probably around 450 bucks, and I just sat on that bike. I mean, I, I wasn't doing that much mountain biking anymore. I came up in the 90s in Seattle, which was a great time to be coming up on a mountain bike. Because Seattle was all mountain bike, just rolling. And I was a bicycle, devoted bicycle commuter. I came up in the 90s. I did a lot of off-road mountain biking before full suspension became commercially viable for people in their early 20s like me. But that didn't stop me. I rode my bike everywhere and I did a lot of off-road. But not so much when I got to Boise. Not so much. I did that long bike trip. Now I got my martial arts school. Time is starting to compress. Sometimes a car is like a time machine. It compresses time. You feel like you can get more done. But I'll tell you what, time, the world goes by better when it goes by slow, goes by slow. And then, you know, years, years would go by without me riding. But I had Lee Mercer's bike, and I knew what it was, and I just, I kept it. I kept it. And then, you know, after a decade, after a decade, my dojo collapsed, 2010, you know, when the economy crashed, everything crashed. My mom got really sick. Actually, she almost died. So I had to pull her in and take care of her. I couldn't do both. Couldn't do both. And uh, still had both my bikes, but I really wasn't riding them. Lee, Lee's bike's been up on the wall forever. And then my brother moves in. Wow. You know, we absorbed him from Indiana back in the day. And, uh, you know, a, a few years after that, I let him just ride Lee's bike. But I told him, I was like, look, this is my good friend Lee's bicycle. I got it when he died. I didn't pay that much for it, but it really means a lot to me. So this is not your bicycle. This is my bicycle. Now, we're getting close. We're getting close to kind of the, the, the juice of the story, the juice of the story. So hang with me. Hang with me. Um, and back in 2015, uh, maybe 2000, yeah, 2015, 2016, I did two TED Talks. And then I started our TEDx Talks. 
Okay, TEDx Talks. TEDx Twin Falls, Idaho, TEDx Boise. And then I did a, I, for years after that, about three years after that, I, I was coaching speakers. And then I, I was coaching a speaker by the name of Jimmy, who runs the Boise uh, Bicycle Project, which is the grassroots bicycle gig here in Boise, Idaho. And I'll tell you what, Jimmy and I had a very good connection. We had a very good connection. great things that Jimmy does over at the Boise Bicycle Project is that he builds a lot of bicycles for underprivileged kids so they could get their first set of wheels. And his TED Talk, his TEDx Talk here in Boise, was really about that feeling that you get usually when you're a kid, when you get your first set of wheels and life expands. I mean, people talk about that when they get a car, but he referred a lot to just the quality of excitement and just jubilation that children would have. And, uh, you know, refugees and all of this just by giving them bicycles. Uh, and he recycles a lot of bicycle stuff. I mean, it's deep grassroots. It's great. Jimmy's got a great thing going on. So it's a shout out to Jimmy, the Boise Bicycle Project, and the whole crew over there that's doing great things. That's doing. I'm a member. I'm a member. I'm getting my bike worked on. And, uh, you know, that always stuck with me because... <laughs> Man, I grew up riding a bicycle. I, I spent my first 33 years of my life on a bicycle hardcore. And when I was a kid, man, I will tell you, I remember when I got my first set of wheels and I just remember expanding, like being able to go to new places and see new things and meet my friends and cover some ground. And I, I loved getting big air. I just loved BMX bikes. And I'll tell you, I, I am astounded at how far we would ride on one gear with 20-inch wheels. I mean, I think I have 15 podcasts just about bicycling. Now, and that means a lot to me. I mean, that, like, I was full-on, 100% bicycle commuter, did everything on a bike, and then ran a bicycling publication, toured the country. I was actually planning to ride my bicycle around the world. That was my long-term goal, but hey, I ended up acquiring a martial arts school, then the economy crashed, my mom got sick, and bang, here I am, here I am, and I have reacquired the bicycling bug. Yes, indeed, my friends, I have reacquired the bicycling bug, and then last year, I got a great deal on a Merlin titanium frame, classic frame from the 90s. Like I said before, you know, I'm a 90s. I'm a 90s player on a bicycle, and uh, I just love 90s bikes. I'm not that, you know, th things have changed a lot in the last 10, 12 years since I've ridden a bike, 
And and that's cool, but I'm still a fan of like 90s, classic 90s. They call it vintage now, even though the 90s wasn't that long ago. But I got a great deal on a titanium frame because when I was coming up, a Merlin titanium frame was like 2000 they were so expensive, highly prized, that kind of thing. But now you can, you know, you can get some really good titanium frames on eBay or Pink Bike or Retro, uh, uh, RetroBike.com UK. Uh, fairly inexpensive, fairly inexpensive, really. And if you're paying attention, you can get a slamming, slamming deal. So I did because I've been thinking about bicycling a lot more and. It's something that I just want to spend more time doing. I love it. It makes me feel good and all that. So I bought this frame set. It had some forks on it, suspension forks. I'm not interested in that. And then I've basically spent the last year piecing out parts and trying to get it all together. Uh, And then I did end up buying a, a vintage steel 1995 Seems like all the bikes I'm buying are 94, 95. Uh, I bought a 1995 Ibis Mojo with the with the hand job cable hanger. Classic 90s steel, real steel vintage ride. A little too big for me. Uh, then I bought another parts bike. I bought another parts bike and and uh, took the parts off that, sold the frame, and just got this Ibis cruising. Now I got to tell you, I got to tell you, I've been riding to work. I've been buzzing through BSU. You know, we're in the pandemic. I'm seeing all these students out there now. They're having classes. It's all hybrid. The band, the marching band's out there all spread out, social distance in small groups of similar type instruments. And and it's really interesting, you know, because I see the students doing what they're doing. I'm on my bicycle. I'm loving it. I mean, I am loving it. And then I was thinking about my good friend, Brian Banta's son, Brent Brendan. Brendan, shout out to you, my friend, and all your friends out there listening on the BSU campus. I, every time I drive by campus on my smoking mojo, I'm thinking about you. Like, where's Brendan? I'm going to see him somewhere at some point. So I just wanted to make sure to give you a shout out, my young friend. So, you know, stay cool, do good in school, learn things. That's the main thing. That's the main thing, thing with kicking the new knowledge. So, yeah, I just sold my mojo. I almost didn't want to, but it doesn't fit me. And just yesterday, I officially, just yesterday, I officially got my Merlin, my Merlin titanium frame, all rigid, single speed, one brake, rear rear brake, all set up. And I can't tell you, yesterday was so beautiful. It was so beautiful outside. I was so excited to get on my bicycle. I thought about it all day. At work, and I came home, and it was just, you know, it's fall, and the glow of the sun has a different hue to it, and there was a little breeze, and the temperature was perfect, and I was like, I was so excited. <laughs> I was so excited. I was like jumping around the apartment. My mom's like, what's going on? I'm like, I want to ride my bicycle. I'm going to go for a ride. And, you know, my mo- mama, mama was like, well, where are you going? And I was like, I'm not going anywhere. I'm just going for a bike ride, just for the pure enjoyment of riding a bicycle. Like, I had that Jimmy moment. I can't remember what he called that moment when you get on a bicycle and you just absolutely love it and you are so excited, just like, I I was so, so excited. It felt like being a kid again. And, you know, that's one of the great qualities of life that you should never lose is just that true enthusiasm for life. 
at any age, you know, at any age. And I got on that bike and finally got it all together. And man, I was just cruising around. Oh, here's the thing. It has 90% of all the parts, not the frame and the forks, but basically everything else is off my good friend Lee Mercer's bike. This is a classic 90s rebuild of a Merlin titanium frame with a bunch of high-end parts on it. And, you know, it's a little bit, I'm honoring my good friend Lee and our love of bicycling. And, man, this bike just means so much to me. And just riding it just for the first time to really, <laughs> to really get out there. Oh, man. <laughs> I was having so much fun on that bicycle. You know, and I've, I've ridden around to work and stuff like that. Always a destination point. But this was the first time in a long time that I was riding my bike for no other reason other than the pure enjoyment of riding a bicycle. And I was going up one of my standard routes, and, you know, every day I look at this turn by the New York Canal, like, oh, I wonder what that's like. I wonder what that's like. And then I passed it up, and you know what? Now, I did a full 270-degree turn, a big loop, and I just went right in a direction that I normally don't go. And I was thinking, I don't know where this is going to end up. We're just going to see what happens. And, you know, everything in that time frame was brand new. Everything. I'd never been on that path. I took a turn down a neighborhood I've never been around. I, I learned new things about my neighborhood, and I even found this cool little park. This was like the bonus of cruising around. You know, when you're a kid cruising around on your bicycle, we used to find all these great places to hang out that nobody knew about. And it would just be our spot. Like my real good friend Brian Smith and I growing up, we biked all the time. Just cruising around. Yeah, uh, Brian Delinsky, you know, just... Yeah, Reiniger, Randy Reiniger, Gert. <laughs> we spent so much time on a bicycle, and it just felt, I just felt so young at heart. I am so, so happy to be back on my bicycle. I mean, it was just one of the best times, and that park was so cute, so small, so local, like, I can't wait to go back there. I can't wait to go back. And I came back and my mom was like, wow, you had a good time. And you know what? I did. Because it's all in that Queen. <laughs> it's all in that Queen song, you know? It's just all about riding the bicycle. It's just so like, ah, just utterly 
utterly delicious. So I got the bug. I got the bug. I got my Merlin put together. And then I actually found another Ibis, like a 1993 Ibis Mojo with the hand job, one of the older versions that's my size, 17 inch that I'm going to turn into a commuter bike, just something, just, you know, industrial workhorse I can ride to work and stuff like that. And yeah, I'm hunting down an uh, independent fabrication. That's the East Coast bike maker. I'd love to get a frame from that guy, but I got to be careful because it's easy to start spending a lot of money. I'm, I'm buying mostly used, you know, because I think it's good to recycle stuff. I'm not interested in anything modern, but I'll tell you what, my friends, I want to ride my bicycle. And with that, my friends, I'm out. Thanks for tuning in. Stay safe. Be cool. See, I told you, he's strange and wonderful. Hey, thanks for tuning in. This is Alejandro with One Hand Speaks. Find me online at onehandspeaks.com and all your social media outlets. Post-podcast tidbits. I am using the Queen song Bicycle Race as a non-monetarized podcast. Not making any money, just spreading the love of bicycling. And... My friend Lee Mercer had a specialized 1995 FSR bicycle, not a Schwinn. And that bicycle is classic full suspension downhill vehicle, just simply a, a classic ride. I wanted to set all that straight. And if you're out on your bicycle, enjoy the ride.